Okay, uh, whew, here we go. Uh, we're back with another episode of Bumper to Bumper. And uh, what better way to start this next episode of Bumper to Bumper than actually, I'm, I'm in traffic already. I am on the 405 freeway driving, uh, driving to get this podcast going, um, and I'm in traffic. This was the initial idea of the podcast. Um, we initially wanted it to be uh, uh, in bumper-to-bumper traffic, going to run errands, pick people up. It's morphed into this awesome interview show, um, and I'm your host, Chris Candy. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Candy. Welcome to uh, another one. It's a happy Monday for you in the Vortex. Um, this is a freaking awesome episode. Um, we have a very old and dear friend of mine um, who I've, I'm so proud to know. Um, he's a family member, and he is also a very talented actor on the stage and screen. We have the lovely Chris Sullivan. Chris has been in Marvel movies. Chris is on a show called This Is Us. Chris is an amazing singer with his wife. Um, they have an awesome musical act. We're going to talk about creativity today. We're going to get into all kinds of things creativity because this guy oozes creativity. Uh, I love him. I'm happy to have him on the show. But uh, he's going to have to wait a little bit because I am in uh, bumper-to-bumper traffic. <laughs> Isn't that fun? But uh, it is not a podcast without the amazing uh, Rick Darge. Uh, so let's call him up right now. Let's get him going. Let's get him on the pod. Hello, Chris Candy. Oh, my God. It is Rick. We, I feel like it's been a while since I've talked to you on the pod. Um, you called me and I was parked. I wasn't even driving. I was what? cheating. What's going on here? Yeah, I'm, I'm in my garage and I'm backing out. I wanted to not waste fuel. I'm trying to save Mother Earth. You I know? see what you're doing. I'm just looking. Yeah. Uh, oh, dude, my battery. My pods. My pods are charged. Fully charged. Got Wim Hof um, on the charge. How nice. are you? I've got How a, are you? I'm good. I've got a bit of a problem right now. What's my wrong? My garage. My garage door <laughs> won't close because the sunshine is hitting it. Um, yeah, you're gonna have to give me a second here. Are you, you stuck? You talk about your... Are you Dude, stuck? we're having a... This are is you, a bad start. Are we having a bad start? This is a bad start, but you know what? We're gonna keep it. Give me... I'm not stuck. I just need to get out of my car to, uh... <laughs> just talk about yourself. Talk sure. about what... So, but. um, I, uh... I think that Rick... Okay, I've got an idea for an even better pyramid scheme than Rick has. Um, I need you to send in to me, just Chris Candy, I need you to send... $15, and uh, when you get $15 sent uh, my way, you can Venmo me. Uh, I figure you could put two and two together, figure out what my Venmo is. Venmo me $15, and what that's going to get you is uh, a peace of mind that you've never had before in your entire life. Um, and uh, I'm just joking. I'm just joking, but seriously, send me $15, uh, because this pyramid scheme is going to make you feel like a million dollars. Uh, I'm going to turn 15 into a million for you, but it's not going to be actual money. It's going to be uh, a, a sensational money that you feel in your body that trickles down. Um, I'm joking. No. Um, I just think it's funny if when we are doing this podcast that uh, the one person has to talk, that they're always pitching a pyramid scheme. Uh, because I didn't know that Rick was doing that on the last one, and he was doing it. And uh, are you all right? All right, that's enough. That's en- I just having a hard start today. Why are I think you having I a hard broke, start? I broke my garage door clicker. It fell out of my car, and it barely... It fell like 12 inches, one foot, and uh, now it doesn't work. 
Okay. And I just, uh, just whatever. It doesn't matter. So um, I've, you been, know. I've been listening to a lot of the podcasts. I don't care about your problems. Um. <laughs> well, thanks, Chris. <laughs> You're welcome. I've been listening to a lot of us talking. We yeah. say uh so much. It's hysterical. Yeah. I love it. I don't care. This uh, this is us. There it is. You know? yeah, this, this is, is who we this are. Is, this is us. <laughs> this is us. I love This Is Us. Um, I told people were telling me to watch it, and uh, you know, I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna give this a shot, and then I was hooked. I've only seen season one, but every episode I'm fucking crying because yeah, it's, it's so a really great sad. Show. No, it's I, great, and I'm I'm really excited about uh, getting Chris on the show today. Yeah, I was be tell- two Chris's. Two Chris's. Uh, you could call him Sully if you want to. Uh, Sully. Sully is a nickname that he's had. Because um, well, his name's Chris Sullivan. It's not. It's no relation to Monsters Inc. Is it? N- no, it's not any uh, relation. His name is uh, Chris Sullivan. Sully okay. is his nickname. Uh, Chris went to college with my sister Jen. Um, mm-hmm. They were in the same grade together, uh, same class. They went to uh, Loyola Marymount. They went to Loyola Marymount, and. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and Jen is married to my brother-in-law and Chris's brother, Brian. So it is going to be a family oh. affair today on the podcast, okay, on the cast, I didn't know that. in the Vortex. But before we get into all this Sullivan stuff, uh, I want to know how you are doing. You're having a rough start. I was joking. That was a rough start. You know, I, uh, I heard about your pyramid scheme because I still had the Apple EarPod in. And um, <laughs> so very funny. You took my joke because you're not original and I've got the original <laughs> jokes. <laughs> you take them from me. <laughs> um, I've been if good. I, I'm, yeah, uh, okay. if it's been, it's funny. In the, in the Vortex, it's been a couple of weeks since we did a podcast. But yes. to the listening audience, uh, you know, they, uh, they didn't see the gap because we... It's we when we started this podcast we were like four every episode we'd be about four weeks out but we're getting we're closing it's that gap cu- right it's now cu- it's catching up because now we're we're about eight or nine days we're about ten days delayed which is big for us so you know we gotta we gotta start bankrolling some of the podcasts because you and I are busy guys and we get we go on jobs and you were just in Canada and now Very you're going busy. to India to go do some music video and. Yeah, you're constantly flying out. You probably got 45 weddings you're gonna go to this year. Okay, just and uh, take it easy, you know. With my you, that's wedding. all you do. You're just perpetual wedding guy. Everyone's <laughs> getting married in your friend group. They're getting divorced and no. married and remarried and married a third time and a fifth time. I actually, um, I don't think I have any divorce, um, yeah. but I have a lot of marriage. Um, but I hope none of them get divorced. But let's just say there's statistics out there in the world. There should be like a ceremony for divorce. If we're going to do a ceremony for a wedding, they should do a ceremony for divorce. And it's when you, you get together and it's just a giant food fight. And yeah. then uh, you and get then to at watch the very your ex. At the end, you shake your ex's hand and you say, thank you so much. And uh, moving on with my life. I was going to say at the end, like the ex gets to watch you take someone else and go bang them. And you vice versa. You know, there's a mutual banging right. going on. Okay, Double I bang. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then it's great. just like there's a lot of pain, but then you're done with it, you know. Yes. And then there's no, there's no alimony, there's no money, there's no lawyers. You kill a lawyer, you bring a couple lawyers, and you chop their heads off. God, That's part Rick, of the ceremony. Rick, why are what? you getting so negative? This is this is. I'm not, yeah, you're just you know uh, this is too much. That, I'm not being I'm not being negative. Yeah, you're what, being. You, let me let me let me guess. You got a friend who's a lawyer, and you're afraid that I'm going to offend them. <laughs> it might be an Australian lawyer, and I might. 
Let me uh, represent you, I will. Uh, <laughs> I, um... uh, I'm the negative charge. You're the positive charge. That's why this works. Yes, this is why this works. Um, yeah. I, I am going to uh, no wedding so far this year. Um, nice. But I will go to India, and I was just in Canada on a job. And um, I say, um, every other word. This is ums. So what's this going on with you? Um, so, so you, uh, you have been working away. You've been doing some spooky bonuses. You just put a new one uh, of those yeah, out Yeah, we today. just put a, a new spooky bonus. You go to Instagram, at spooky bonus. Uh, me and John Wessel Couch make them. Uh, we worked with this really fun director named Ian Pons Jewel, who uh, put me in that Apple commercial that I was in. And I'm now represented by your commercial agency. I know we already talked about that on the podcast. Did we? But that's I- exciting for me. You did. You brought it up um, on the last week's one with Mike Pesci. Oh, um, and Mike's, yeah, Mike's, yeah, that was a great episode with Mike. Yeah, that was very fun. I was a little mean to you. I'm sorry about that. I, I get I sometimes throw you under the, the bus. It's fun for me. It's fun. And then I watch it, and then I'm like, Rick, you're a little mean. You're being a little mean to Chris. Because, you know, I love Chris uh, well, Sullivan. Diff- <laughs> Whoa. You, you trash man, you. You are pure man. trash. I, I am um, pure trash. Uh, but uh, that's what I love about you. I am, I'm not that far from Chris right now. I'm driving around. Where are you picking him up? Are you uh, picking him up at Paramount? No, I'm picking him up at a restaurant on the west side. Uh, Oh, okay. It's called Superga. Superga or Superba? Okay. Uh, Guess what? He's bringing me a cup of coffee. Um, Oh, look at that. I'm six minutes away from getting them, so... um, All right, great. Um, Is he... Okay, so... They wrapped, season four is done, and but they've been renewed for season five. I guess it's coming out in September. That's what I read. Okay. That's yeah. the case? That, I believe so. He, he could probably catch up on everything. Um, he is a uh, really, really great singer as well, too, which is fun about Chris. Um, yeah, he has a, a band that he started, right? It's called Sully and uh, something. Sully and something. <laughs> Should I, I do another car wash? I love doing the car washes. No, nah, I'm not going to do nah, it. No, you've done too many car washes. I might do a car I wash. I only did one car wash. That was it. Because um, I'm just stealing your ideas because I guess I got no good ideas compared to you. I've been listening let's to talk our podcast about me a some lot. More. I've been listening to our you podcast have? a I lot. You have? I listen to it too. It's kind of like when you fart uh, when you wake up in the morning and you put the sheet over your head. You get to smell your <laughs> what you made. You smell what you produce. I obsessively watch my own stuff. I'm a, I'm a fan of everything we do. I'm a fan of myself. Yeah, such you a know? fan of myself. And I was thinking No, about but that. like I yeah, but you know what? Like I do this thing where I will obsessively watch something. Uh-huh. And then once we put it out into the world, I'll never watch it ever again. So for like this podcast, I'll listen to it when we release it, you that's know, in it. the morning and then that's it. I'm done. I'm done with it. Yeah, so. and I, 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 I'm very much the same way, but it, it gets I, I listened to the podcast when I was in Canada, I flew in and there was very crazy. Um, I was I was going through customs in in Toronto, and uh, I had like an hour and a half wait through customs. I just popped in the buds, the pods, threw popped on pods. threw on some old bumper to bumpers. You rip through any line. Let me tell you something, yeah. people. Here's a promo for bumper to bumper. Best freaking radio show on a podcast ever. It's the best, best one. Run. I, I, I just had a really trippy moment where I'm at the red light right now, yeah. and you were talking, yeah. and I was imagining, it was like I time-traveled into the future and was listening to this podcast, and then oh. I realized, wait a minute, I'm, re- I'm not stoned right now, I'm just high on coffee. So, it was, uh, uh, 
Is that kind of like an alternate universe kind of thing? I don't know. That was a weird feeling. It was like a weird deja vu. I think it's the coffee kicking in. The coffee's mixing with my brain. So whenever I am uh, weird or feeling off or anxious or can't find the right word, uh, I am over-caffeinated. That is 100% every time. Caffeine is is wild, man. You know, we talk about it a lot on this show, I've realized. We talk about a lot of the same stuff. I'm not going to talk about Wim Hof on this episode. No. And I'm not going to talk about how much caffeine I... No one cares. No one cares. Speaking of caffeine, do you want a drink that doesn't make you crash and that keeps you up throughout the day? Try Monster Energy Drink. It's one of the best drinks that you can have. It's sustained energy. What? Do we have a, a sponsor now? Um, yeah, they paid me 20 bucks to say this per episode. So, Really? <laughs> uh, it's Monster Energy Presents Bumper to Bumper. That's the new podcast name. What if I, we just I start thought cl- you were okay with that. I told you about this. No, I'm not cool with Monster Energy. I'm a, I'm a Yerba Mate guy. Uh, Yerba Mate, do you want a drink that keeps you awake and never crashing? Try yerba mate. Wait, is yerba mate a brand or is that like a flavor? Like a flavor? It's a type. It's a type of tea. That's like a. It's a type of leaf. It's a type of leaf. I'm three minutes the away yerba from yerba mate Sully. root. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm a little nervous because uh, Sully is probably our biggest guest. Um, yeah, he is. You know, aside from me, you know, uh, that we've ever had. Oh my god! Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, there's so some, we skateboarders. In the, the only streets? thing. The only thing off topic with Sully is we can't talk about his affiliation with the Communist Party. Correct? Yes, that's what he said in a text. So. Okay. All right, so I'm not going to uh, bring that up. Don't bring um, that one up. <laughs> the Red Scare. What if uh, communism made a comeback? That'd be kind of cool. I mean, I guess it is with Bernie Sanders. Ayo! Oh, my God. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. Where am I going? I'm, uh, hey, who do you think it's going to be, Trump or Bernie? Let's get a little po- political. No, 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 no. But who no, do you no, think no. it's going to be? Want, oh, who I do want, you think it's going to be? I want Bernie. But who do you think it's going to be? It's Bernie. We're not getting into it. We're about to pick up Chris, Okay. <laughs> All right, we're about to pick him up, but I am a progressive. Hey we're going to get Chris, all... Chris, this is us, okay? This is us. This is me this and you. This is us. What if they were pitching, like, names and one of them was, this is me and you? I want to ask him how they came up with the name. I wonder if he knows that. He, um, he probably he knows. He's been on the show for quite some time. Okay, I, I This close. is us. I mean, uh, it's a great title because you're like, yeah, I am this. And this is us. This is me. Uh, let's um, see here. Turn right on Lincoln. Whoa, we're saying a lot of ums. God, I'm Dude, infected with get ums. ready for the ums. Yeah. I Why mean, that? they're here. They're here to stay. We should just call this podcast um. Um. <laughs> I so said, but you guys but I know. listened to it yesterday. I listened to it yesterday. I heard all the ums, and then mm-hmm. I started hearing ums everywhere, and they exist everywhere. If you don't yeah. say um, you ain't cool. Yeah. Okay. This, uh, this podcast is, you know, I got to say, this podcast is better experience listening to it it's hard to watch it our view our views aren't as high as they should be because who's gonna sit there and watch two guys in a car gopro for an hour and a half i mean kudos and thumbs up to the one guy that's watching it 
every week, but you know, I, I, I think podcasts are meant to be listened to. That's not to say that we're going to stop recording it. We got to do the Whoa, video. Whoa, Rick, what's, what's going on? I, you, yeah, I thought we were going to buy our houses off of the monetization. No, no, we this. are. We're going to buy our houses off of Monster Energy Drink sponsoring us. Look, Where if Monster was like, I'm going to give you boys a half boys. a million dollars a year to drink our Monster Drink. Oh. Talk about monster, 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 monster. Monster. Every time I say monster, I get fifty bucks in my bank account. <laughs> okay, here he is. He's, he's in a. Oh, we're going to a coffee shop. A All right. Skateboarder. Get I'm in there. In. I'll pull in. I'm pulling into You're him. Pulling in. Here oh, we this go. Skateboarder we're guy. The pod. He's getting in a. Get in the thing. We need to have a like a music um, transition. Oh, maybe this will. We... Yeah. Like, it's like, dun, 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 dun. I think we should do it on this one. Yeah, let's do it on this one. Let's do it on this one. Maybe we should do that every time. Well, like, yeah, so let's, boom. We're going to bring right now. back Here the comes, music Ladies right and now. gentlemen. And this is it, coming in. This is our Music's good friend. Back. Here is Chris Sullivan getting in the car. Here you go. Here's your, uh, here's this. And then, Hello. Oh, oh, thank I'll you wait. so much. And then, this let me. We always let our guests buy the coffee. Thank you. Wow. Um, I Wonderful. And I thought if it's a little too small for me, it might be just right for you. Perfect it's for perfect. Chris. Perfect. We'll, try it, we'll try it on later. Here, this is for you. Okay. Dialing and then, in. Can right you hear now. Rick in there? Hey, Rick, Chris. How, hey, how are you? How are perfect. you, man? Thank you so, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Hey, my pleasure. This is. Yeah, we 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 appreciate it very much. So here we go. Um, all right, we're, we're off in. To we're the locked races. and loaded. Thank you for the coffee so much. You're this welcome. Is, they make good coffee here. At, uh, I, Superga. Superba. Superba. Yeah, food and bread. Now, where on the west side are you guys? Because this, you got to be specific. What part we, of town? Now listen, we we are we are in listen. the in a prime spot for some bumper to bumper conversation because we are oh, on Lincoln Boulevard. Yeah, we're about to the oh, worst. Damn. The wor- and it's and it's Lincoln Boulevard at, at like. Just the beginning of rush oh. hour. Um, yeah. Nightmare. Lit- yeah, literally a bumper-to-bumper nightmare, but a great opportunity for for good conversation. It's perfect yeah. for conversation. Now, we normally, um, just so I know where we're driving, Yeah. Um, normally we run an errand if you have any errands to run, but if right. not, we can go on a cruise. Okay. Um, maybe I was thinking maybe we could go up PCH a little bit, or uh, where do you need to... I should have. Where, should, where do you need to be I at the end of I, this? I have some... Th- well, i got to be at home. Okay, so... Um, but I had some things that I need framed. Oh. But I should have brought them. But we're not far from my place. I could go get them. And then we'd go to the framer. It would be going up and down Lincoln. So it would be a lot of bumper to bumper. We have about an Ooh. hour. Okay, great. Um, you think that's possible? I do. Maybe. All right, all right. I we're... mean, it's as good a thing as any, right? It's a good, as good a thing as any. Okay, perfect. I, I didn't quite hear. You're going to the framer? Yeah, I have, I have some things I need framed. That nice. was one errand nice. that I had to do today that I, I didn't know if I was going to have time. All right, let's do it. Yeah. We're doing it. That's the whole point of this podcast. All right, going to the We're going to get stuff framed. I know uh, yeah. the vicinity in which you live. Yeah. Here we go. Let's do it. Um, all right. It. So, so have you two we... ever met? This is the question I've no, got. No, I don't think I've never met you, Chris. I, I met you through the television, but you've never met me. Through the television um, we've met? Well, no, you didn't meet. I met you. I'm, I'm a big fan of This Is Us. I, oh. Uh, I... Yeah, before I knew uh, your relation to Chris and his sister, um, yeah, I my introduction to you was in that show. Oh, and, th- um, thanks so much for watching. Yeah, I love it. It's um, I need to get caught up on the, the, the newer seasons, but I got to say, 
every episode I've seen, I'm always uh, in tears by the end. So way to go. And, Thanks so uh, much. Cry. Yeah, you know, the, the show the show does a pretty good job at uh, getting down to the nitty-gritty. Yeah, talking at the heartstrings. Um, what kind of I was asking Chris, yeah. do you know, like, um, were there any alternative titles, or was This Is Us always the title? You know, do you know I, anything what, about that? When we, when we first um, were doing the pilot, it was untitled. And then when we came, when the show got picked up, and... We did our first photo shoot. There were rumors going around that they were going to name the show Happy Birthday. <laughs> oh, that and, makes sense. Yeah. And and there was a bunch of there was a bunch of like bir- birth there was a bunch of birthday stuff there like the hats and like like oh, yeah. oh, crisis and, averted. And Milo Milo Fentimiglia gathered all of us and said, "Don't anyone touch." any of those props we are not putting on birthday hats <laughs> oh, there's a protest he, he didn't even want to give them the option he was like yeah don't even don't even th- not as a joke yeah. don't even do it as a joke there was a mutiny on day one yeah uh yeah. was struck in order to not go with happy birthday happy birthday <laughs> is a very bad name for a very, show very I'm bad i'm so name. glad that yeah. it, it it was uh, averted yeah because yeah, a birthday is just one you know you have one day and that's your birthday it's that's like every, right every every week it's going to be a new birthday that's right well also yeah yeah every season kind of starts out with the with the big three right there big right. three homes wow um, look at this uh, guy bringing in the <laughs> Props and stuff. Uh, having having their next next year's birthday, but Dan uh, on set for the f- the the first couple of uh, episodes, or, or I think while we were shooting the first episode, it's like if anybody he was taking suggestions, like like okay in a hat, and and, and if he had picked yours, he was you were gonna get a free iPad. What? Um, oh. But he ended up coming up with it himself. So he so. gave the iPad to himself. So he got two iPads. Wow. Do you can you? Can you remember any uh, other titles that were thrown out on that? And I, I can't actually. Um, Why are you so obsessed about the title? I Rick? think, yeah, Rick. Oh, it's a great f- title. This f- is us. It's it's like a it's a genius title. What do you think like, he's yeah. gonna come up with? Like, oh yeah, they're gonna call it like uh, Lizard Boy. We, come on, what do you? Lizard Boy would be a great show. I want to watch that show as well. <laughs> Now let's break that story yeah, right here on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Lizard boy. Let's get what's lizard boy about, Rick? It's about a boy. He's a lizard. <laughs> Lives you know in what a I little... noticed, Chris? What's that? Whenever we do this podcast, whoever has the guest bullies the other one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're like I think we've been doing this podcast enough now, and and uh, it's so true. Like if, yeah. if if he has people like the one of the last episode, they're eating chips and drinking soda pop yeah. and stuff like that. Like, We're having you a bring great me time. Gifts, like you bringing me coffee. Yeah. The other person's always just kind of sitting there, going like, uh, yeah, yeah. So anyways, uh, well, it's yeah. super easy to, to to bully a disembodied voice. Yes, that is <laughs> yeah, exactly. very true. You know, I'll be uh, your punching bag. Yeah. Now, now, Chris, you know this area pretty well. Uh, because you went to college in this area. That's right. That's right. We we are on, on the the Venice Marina del Rey border. Yes. Um, mm. And uh, I went to Loyola Marymount, uh, right up here on the hill. Uh, with my sister, which I've told the with the pod yeah, that's, world. that's right. Yeah. And uh, also your uh, alma mater, right? Yep. I went to that's college right. there as well. That's right. I, that's uh, right. Not uh, at the same time, obviously. No, not at the same time, but I do remember visiting you. Yep. Um, I have a lot of memories, Rick, so you know, of, of hanging out with uh, my sister and her friends. And mm. uh, and they were all into the theater program, believe it or not. That's right. And Chris okay. was uh, was always uh, very uh, charismatic and, 
And I was saying in the in the pre-show, uh, I was saying, mm, this guy little, little pre-pod? oozes creativity. Wow. And it was very, <laughs> very evident in the college years. Um, nice of you to say, in that pre-pod. The pre-pod. Is, um, is Loyola known to be like a, a, a great school for acting? I don't really absolutely, know much about it. Absolutely yeah. not. Um, absolutely the, not. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, it, no. It's it's actually it actually has quite quite, quite a. Let's put it this way: but it does it's, go out into the world, <laughs> just so you know. No, it's uh, it's it, the program now is is incredible. They've developed it quite a bit, and they have a quite a strong history of, oh, of no. like like people who came out of there before me was you know Linda Cardellini and uh, oh, yeah. Colin Colin Freaks. Hanks, um, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Busy right. Phillips, um, Busy. F- yeah. Busy Phillips. That's right. Freaks and Freaks and Geeks wow. crowd. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, I went to yeah. Freaks and Geeks U. Yeah, you went to Freaks and Geeks U, buddy. <laughs> uh, and so and so there, there's quite a few. Um, the, the, the thing that, that's great about LMU's program that's different from, like, UCLA or USC is that you don't have to wait until your junior year to start acting. So a lot of people uh, right. jump in there to, uh, to, to to get right down into the nitty-gritty. The nitty I'm just going to see how many times I can say nitty-gritty. Are you there... from... Go ahead, Chris. No, you go ahead, Rick. No, everybody... Well, everyone talk at once right to... now. Everyone see what's on their mind right now. <laughs> I wanted to know, uh, well, my, on my mind, it's Lizard Boy right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um... I'm still on Lizard Boy. <laughs> What are you from Southern California or where'd you grow up? I grew up in Sacramento. I was I was born in Palm Springs. Um, oh, nice. Uh, more more uh, uh, more accurately, Indio, California, where the uh, okay. Coachella, Coachella Coachella festival is now held. Yes. Wasn't that yes. hip when I was uh, living there? No. I, 1985. No. Yeah, it's um, changed since. But those uh, those fairgrounds, I used to grow up. I grew up uh, in the the high, literally Death Valley, yeah, he was... in the in the hot backyard of uh, wow. of uh, of those fairgrounds, and we would watch. That's where the circus would come to town. We'd watch the mm. elephants arrive. We'd watch hot air balloons take off. It was a magical place. Now it's uh, Coachella. Yeah, it's changed yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, your father, your dad, he was uh, responsible of putting in the palm trees. Uh, in parts of uh, the the Palm Desert area, is that true? <laughs> Did I just make this up? You, I mean, in a way, yes and he yes was a city and no. Planner. He was a city planner for Palm Desert, and okay. and so yeah, I, I imagine at some point he he overs- oversaw the installation or planting of palm trees in I just Palm Desert. Brian, your brother, yes. uh, my brother-in-law. That's right. Uh, he, I remember it was, I was driving with him or, or with your dad and he was, he pointed out palm trees. He said, these palm trees I, I put in and I was impressed. You know, oh. you don't always get to meet the person that does the thing. Well, there you go. You, um, you've seen, you've seen more than, thank you so much. Than, uh, yeah, we're given, we're given the friendly wave for, for Los Angeles drivers who let us in. Um, I would, don't for, I would love don't to be a fly to do on that. the wall. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You just want to be a fly on the wall in general. A fly or? on the wall for that com- <laughs> that conversation of uh, the Southern California city planners going. You know what? We need some palm trees. Right. To right. Tropicalize this place up because I mean they're not native to this land, but no. it's something we always associate with Southern California, especially That's LA. Right. That's it's right. That's true. Uh, can you talk to us about the pictures you're getting framed? What are you getting framed? Yeah. With? So. Yeah. What's going on here, man? Let's see if I can pull them out. Maybe I'll pull them out and show them. Okay, I can hold the microphone while you do that. There you go. Yeah, you hold that. But drive safe, you know? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so, uh, 
A couple of weeks ago, my wife and I were in Nashville. One of our favorite places to stop is uh, Nashville Hatch Show Print. And they are, uh, historically, they make uh, uh, those concert posters that you would see from right. the 50s and 60s. They're the ones who essentially started concert advertising with the, uh, what they would call letterpress. Yes. Wood letterpress. And they're still open, and they still create uh, uh, posters. And so we bought one little one for our house. We also, already at the printer, we have three giant ones that were that were like abstract prints made from like seven foot tall letters. Oh. So hmm. originally, originally, when when you had to make a billboard, they would literally letterpress these giant billboards. Oh, and right, some artists right. came in and made some abstract prints. So anyways, I'm getting one of those done. And then I'm getting four prints framed for our baby's room. So I oh. didn't know what I can say or can't say. This guy's having a kid. I'm having a baby! Amazing! Yeah, what, do, you right. know the, is, do you know boy or girl? Or? Well, it's, a, it's a baby boy. Nice. So cool. Um, and uh, he will be arriving July 25th-ish. Let's go straight oh, through here awesome. and go bumper to bumper I'm a, on, a, on a different road. Perfect. I love, I'm, a, I'm a July baby myself. Uh, all, see, all my, all my best friends are. Yeah, July's are a you, great month. Oh, yeah, you're a July baby. Yeah. When is your birthday, Rick? July, like... Uh, July 9th. July 9th. Yeah, it's close to the 9th. 4th. That's what I remember. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm I'm passing by a giant production going on right now. It looks huge. Is it, is it this they is have us? Multiple trucks. Uh, did they call you? You better call get to your work. I gotta get out us. of here. <laughs> Let's plug um, that can in. You, uh, work. So yeah. so this is us. We're going into uh, season five. I think is September. It comes out. If I'm not uh, mistaken. Yes, we're in the middle of season four at the moment. Okay. Yeah. When okay, so they already know season five. They know the date when it's going to debut. Are you, are you? Have you started production or? How no, does we're that still work? we're still shooting season four right now. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll wrap up uh, March 9th. Mm -hmm. and then um, and then we come back into production probably in July, and so we're we're usually like four or five episodes ahead of them airing. Cool. As far as production okay. goes, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the bumper-to-bumper so bumper, uh, production flow, Rick. You yeah. know, we're always like, you know, three or four right. in the can before we drop them. Three or four in the can, and then you got it. Amazing. So um, can you walk us through? I'm so curious you. about, like, the uh, your process. Um, when you get a script, um, what you know, they send – can you talk us through it? Uh, yeah, someone that doesn't know – someone that doesn't know the process of making a, a hit television show – you get the script, and then where do you go from there? Is it a table read, rehearsals? I get the script, and I thumb through it to figure out where my lines are. <laughs> yes. Blah, 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 my line. Blah, 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 blah. my, my line. line. Yeah. Um, uh, no, we, we, we... Chris was just holding me while he was saying all of that, too. He was, he was petting yeah. me the entire time like I was a little pooch. Yeah, the audience knows. Um, but that fly on the wall... Exactly. You are literally a fly <laughs> on the wall, kind of. Yeah. In this, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, at this point, it's very different. It's 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 kind of uh, I don't, autopilot's not the right word, but 
the the show is kind of self-propelled and the characters sure. are, are kind of ingrained in us so the choices come pretty easily uh, the mm-hmm. most of the time um, the story kind of explains itself we obviously have have get a bit of a heads up on what's coming and and what to expect and and so for me you know a lot of it is is kind of committing it committing it to memory um, kind of I I at this point, my my ability to let's see where are we going to turn? We're going to turn left. I think we were going to turn left right there. I can get us back there, no problem. I know you can. Go here. Yeah, perfect. Um, <coughs> I my my ability to memorize uh, dialogue has gotten uh, to the point where I I know the story. I've read the script, but. I, I generally wait until the day of to fully uh, memorize mm. t- television dialogue. Uh, just my, Do you my, have a well, specific it changes, process? It changes like right up till the very last it, second. It certainly changes. Um, it also kind of waiting until the last minute since I'm, I'm able to, to, to work that way, since my brain kind of functions that way. Yes. I'm able to maintain a bit of flexibility and... Uh, and uh, uh, spontaneity right. in the delivery of said lines. Um, now, if there's anything super heavy coming up or something super complicated, then I'm, I'm, ta- I'm taking more time to, uh, to right. prepare and talking to writers and to our showrunners and to the other actors if there's something we need to discuss. But, yeah, the show right now is, is, is in a good place of kind of uh, self-propulsion. Right. Mm. Yeah. Now, yeah, because I... Oh, go ahead, Rick. Yeah. You go ahead, Chris. Well, no, no I've always known this about um, Chris. When before you were doing all that, you were doing a lot of uh, theater. That's right. Uh, you were doing uh, uh, Broadway, and the first show you got out of college was called "Defending the Caveman." That's right. That's right. A Broadway one-man show. And I saw uh, Chris uh, perform this in Chicago. That's right. And I was fucking blown away. Really? F-bomb. Yeah, because. I couldn't. Um, I could not believe you memorized that much. It's mm. a, it, you know, it, it that and that that process that show is what kind of expanded my ability to memorize. Uh, leading up to that show, they paid two actors. We thought we were being pitted against each other. We had, they ended up hiring us both. Um, Interesting. They paid us each five thousand dollars just to memorize the show. Rick, wow. This is like a two-hour or how long was it? Hour, hour and forty-five, eighty-five pages. That you have and to know how, no other actors. It's just Chris on yeah. stage. So, so how much are you rehearsing this to like lodge it into your brain? What's your process like for memorizing I mean, that much a, dialogue? My process at that point involved uh, getting getting the key to the little theater at LMU. I remember this story. Yeah, uh, going stopping by Seven Eleven on the on the way there every morning, picking up Gatorade, snacks, food, whatever, and then walking in circles talking to myself for the first half of the day and I would take it in five page chunks I'd memorize pages one through five Uh, drill 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 then add five through ten then add ten through fifteen and then at the in the second half of the day our good friend Chris McCaleb yeah editor of uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul yes um, oh no so you know McCaleb uh Rick yeah I know McCaleb yeah Chris McCaleb and so Chris McCaleb uh at the time was uh 
unemployed as well. We were unemployed together. And at the in the second half of the day, he would come and be on script and drill me through the, the pages that I had learned that day. So cool. I slowly drove myself crazy until I got up to 85 pages. Then the, the most insane part was they flew both of us to Boston, where the show was currently performing. And during the day, I had to get on stage in front of the guy who wrote it, his stage manager, and his lighting designer. Three people sitting in the middle of a 2,000-seat theater oh my God. and perform this one-man show for the three of them. Yeah, wow. it, and like, Rick, you would see this performance, and <laughs> he had it, there's no one else, it's just him, but it was, I was so impressed just at how casual it was, because for me, to talk about me a little bit. Um, <laughs> Finally. Yeah, uh, no, memorization, <laughs> once I cracked memorization and figured it out, like how it will work for me, yeah. I remember, I would use a lot of actually references from that story specifically, hmm. and then it, um, and, and it opens up so much in regards to having choices and having fun, but it it's insane the amount of work on my end and from what you had to do with defending the caveman, in memorization just yeah. that's the that's the mean potatoes of uh, of the whole thing yeah it's it's a muscle you know it's yeah. it's the more you the more you do it the 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 bigger capacity for for holding information you right you have and by the time you saw it i had probably done the show five six hundred times yeah and wow and so in chicago it was at the height of my uh my casualness one probably two my lack of caring yeah right <laughs> like, right like my my ability to literally do the show at, at certain points and be thinking about something else for 15 minutes oh my god and come back and That's come crazy. back to the show yeah and really freak out like oh my god <laughs> you know when you drive home and you zone out and it, you're like how did i get yeah. home yeah yeah kind of like that well, I always knew from those experiences and seeing you done multiple other plays, Broadway stuff since then, I knew when you got to L.A., whenever that was going to be, you were going to, like, just destroy or succeed is another way to put it. Um, because you got here and you had started booking really great shows. And then I remember when you got This Is Us, you were here to audition for a little movie called Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. Oh, I've never heard of that. He's in. He's in a freaking Marvel movie. Okay, uh, this guy came in and, and just like he's like, okay, I'm gonna take the Marvel movie and I'm gonna take the big network <laughs> show. Boom, boom. And I was always attributing that to. I just knew your skill set was so awesome, and and you had an awesome balance of the creative, which uh, which is we. I want to get into a little more, but but you had the technical down like no problem. Oh, thank you. You sir. were gonna come in and do great. Thank and, you so much. And where did that greatness go? All <laughs> <laughs> <Pull> over. <laughs> how did you uh, How did you make the transition from? Because I imagine like coming through theater and doing this play, you were probably so far ahead in terms of like uh, training with other actors. There's so many actors oh, in this town. Oh, we lost you. How, so far how ahead. Did you make that on. transition so, so from far theater ahead to, of... to film, to film and television? Or was it seamless? Um, from, from theater to it? television. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't terribly. I mean, I guess it was. You know, yeah, it was seamless. Um, the the what what had happened was I was doing theater, in um, yeah, we'll go right here. Okay, I, I believe. Um, nope, right on Pico. Pico. Okay. Um, I was doing theater. Uh, I I had I had managed to string together 
three Broadway shows in a, in a row between 2010 and 20, 2013. And at the end of that, or 2014, and at the end of that, uh, that run, my manager said to me, it's time to start trying to get you on television. And so I need you to not do theater for a while. Right. And I'd gotten to the point where, you know, for, for a guy like myself, a character actor who, who can sing and dance a little bit, there's a role for, for, there's a role for us in every musical. Right. It's because musicals are pretty standard in their structure. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to be the guy who's, who's kind of the, the, the sidekick, the funny guy who has one song all by himself. He gets his solo comment. <laughs> Donald O'Connor in, okay. uh, in uh, Singing in the Rain type, type character. Right, right. Um, and, and so they asked me to not accept any more offers or not audition for those things and my manager said you just have to give me some time because theater takes up so much time yeah um that uh i did that and within uh, a couple of months he had gotten me an audition uh for a tv show called the nick on oh my god i forgot what the yeah on cinemax that uh was directed by steven soderbergh thanks man right um so so I, I went from from Broadway to Soderbergh. Yeah. Now, explain because I remember you've told me this story before too. But the the Soderbergh experience sounded so lovely. Yeah. I mean, I learned so much on that set that that is completely not applicable to any other set because he right. he is so unique in the way that he works. Um, he was he shooting that show? Yeah. He operates his own so camera. Cool. He edits everything himself. Um, he literally, he literally would get his, his, uh, uh, editorial assistant would, would be taking takes throughout the day, loading them onto a hard drive so that when we wrapped, he would get handed a hard drive in his car and he would sit in the back seat and for the hour or whatever it took him to get home, he would edit the day's scenes on his laptop and be done by the time he got home. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, like yeah, there's, moment, music there's momentum and there. Yeah, that's incredible. And it's there's it's one to be of, said about that. Yeah, it's one of those shows where where what you are seeing is a singular vision of a single artist. There is yes. no, there's nothing lost in translation. He shot it exactly the way he wanted. He edited it exactly exactly the way he wanted. Yeah. Um, everybody showed up. You know, he the only thing he said, you know, before we started production on the first season, was he he literally took us each in like. Uh, duos essentially and had private meetings with us and was like listen be ready i move fast yeah and we are going to move fast so if you need to pin your lines to your scene partner's chest then do that um but uh but just be ready that's where we're going right there so you turn whenever you're ready perfect um, what was your process like preparing for that role? Um, did you do a lot of research? Did you spend time in yeah, you Ireland? Know, and- yeah, so the, the, the role was the role of Tom Cleary, and he was an Irish immigrant, uh, essentially a horseman. But what horsemen were used for in, in those days, what the hospitals were for ambulances, um, emergency medical services, and it was literally horse-drawn carts. Um, and so I played this kind of brute of an Irishman. Right. And being a brute of an Irishman myself, 
the Irish accent was something I had always practiced, always so, something I'd messed around with. Yeah. Uh, something I'd done a couple of times before in, in small theater things. And so when that audition came up, I, I, there was no more work that needed to be done. I was ready. I knew exactly how I it. wanted. Yeah. I knew exactly how I wanted to play it. You know, it was just one of those perfect storms of, uh, of uh, preparedness meeting opportunity. Now, do you have that moment? Luck. Do you have that moment as an actor where you get sent a script and you're just like, "This is me. This is completely yeah, who this, I am." I, this I was need definitely this. one of those. Yeah. Yeah, it very you, much matched your personality for sure. Yeah. Now, did you have hold, the same thing with the uh, questions? Okay, we are we are oh. getting close to the take I'm a sorry. little intermission. We're, well, we're going to keep talking. Rick and I are going to keep talking yeah. on the podcast, yeah. but this won't take me any time at all. I'm going to do a little shout out to my frame guy. Yeah, absolutely. Reclaimed frame. Okay. On Pico oh, Boulevard. Great. Top-notch gentleman. This is going to take me no time at all okay. because we okay, speak great. a common language of framing. I love it. Here, hold this. I'll be I'm right back. Hold this. And awesome. we're now on the intermission part. Of bumper oh, bumper. there we go. This is going great. This is going great, Rick. You're doing great. I just want to give you wonderful a wonderful episode. This is a wonderful episode. Um, Started a little bumpy, a little bumpy, but it's okay. Now we're in it. We're grooving. We're flying. We're going. We're soaring. We're soaring through Santa Monica. Um, yeah, I, I, I have to say, um, I've all, you know, he's, uh, he's an amazing guy. Really, really kind soul. Uh, great family. Love his brother. Um, and and he's, now he's going to be a new dad. He's going to be a new dad. It's just, it's exciting stuff. And he's one of those people, as we're talking to him, that I'm just going, I forgot he's done all of these awesome, uh, these awesome yeah. shows. I want to get into a little bit of, um, like, you know, uh, we'll talk about his current show, This Is Us. But, you know, when he gets that script, is he bringing, um, well, we can save it when he gets in. But I want to know how he, like, character builds. Is it becoming prepackaged? Does he have a lot of influence over dialogue and what this person says? Sure, Every sure. actor is different, you know, in terms of, like, how much they want to push or pull. Um, so I'm curious to uh, to know about that. And I'm also curious to know, like, what are, you know, some of his favorite shows right now? What's he, what's making him just kind of... Yeah, what's making him tick? What's, blow, what's blowing his mind? Yeah, but, he's uh, got a... And then, but he's also done a lot of other things to get into, just, you know, briefly, but... Um, you know, he's done some really memorable commercials. Uh, he's the voice of the camel on the Geico commercials. Oh, yeah, um, I heard about that, yeah. He, uh, he's, he's got quite the, uh, the caliber, uh, the, uh, what is the word? I'm the excited. Of I'm excited about his uh, newest project um, with showrunners uh, Rick Darge and Chris Candy, a <laughs> yeah. lizard boy oh, yeah. coming to you at FXX Network. Uh, it's going to be really good. It's about the, sto- the story of a lizard boy who turns into a lizard man. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's basically about a politician. <laughs> That's where I was getting it at for you. I knew that there was some kind of, uh, you know, he's a senator lizardness. Yeah, lizard you. boy. It's just a picture of uh, Mitch McConnell. Yeah, lizard boy coming to Fox next winter. So where are you? Uh, uh, where are you driving around right now, lizard boy? I've just been cruising around um, the neighborhood. I. Uh, I think I'm like I don't know where I am. I've been just kind of crazy. I, I think I'm in Glendale area right now, or uh, I'm by the mountains. I keep kind of circling around Griffith Park, and uh, I'm on Las, La Crescenta and Honolulu. La Street. Crescenta and Honolulu. Yeah, and um, 
Yeah, we're gonna um, go in do tonight. Do you think we could ever uh, do? Uh, do you think we could ever have an um counter on our um on on one of the? Shows? You know how many people say um? I mean, it's just um is a glue. It's a transition. <laughs> it's a glue word. I love it's it. It's a, it's a comma. Yeah. Like um is like um. Let me pause. And it's just weird. My Where did thoughts. that come from? Where did um like somewhere along our live our lives lives Lights? we uh someone said um around us and we. We took that subconsciously, and we put it in our little toolbox. It's in and the zeitgeist, we're, yeah. Uh, it's in the zeitgeist, so to speak. So um, you're t oh, yeah, damn, tonight, tonight, we, um. tonight we got a comedy show. We both do. Tonight in the Vortex, uh, we have a comedy show. Uh, you are doing your Live at the Hollywood Room with uh, Jason Schatz. It's not Live Hollywood at the Hollywood Boulevard. Room. It's another one. It's Colleen's, uh, Colleen, um, who we have to get on the podcast. Uh, it's Jason's yes. girlfriend. She's got a show tonight. Oh. It's her, and, and we're where, doing it. At, wait, where is at, it? It's at the wine bar. We're oh, the, shit. We're going to the okay. wine bar tonight. Yeah, yeah, we're going to the wine oh, bar tonight. Oh, yeah. Hillary's very nervous. She hasn't done stand up <laughs> in like six years. His girlfriend's so doing stand up tonight to... for the first time in six years. Incredible. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Uh, you know, I'm excited to watch that happen. My, uh, oh, hold on. Let's see, see if we can get, get you get back. back. Let me see. That doesn't What's going on? Got you. Got him back. All right. Oh, here we go. Back in my drinking days. This uh, so, this this bar would have been uh, would have been a good choice. Oh, Barkowski. That's a pretty great name. It is a great name for a bar. It. Uh, have you been in there? I went in there once uh, with Sam Restivo and uh, Chris McCaleb actually, uh -huh, uh -huh. and we had a beer. And? It. Uh, it's a bar. It's a bar that it's, exists. It's a dingy dang it's bar. It's a bar. They great have review. a type. They have a typewriter in there that you can go and type. You know, you can really live a Bukowski lifestyle Got when it. you're inside of there. Got it. What's 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 with the the romanticizing of all of the most destructive artists? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. right. Through, throughout the history, I'm not a huge Bukowski guy. Me neither. But like people, he's definitely a romantic oh, idea yeah. of like what a writer is, or even with musicians or painters. You know, apparently Picasso was a giant dick. Yeah, there's this infatuation yeah. with um, people who have terrible qualities. I think because inside of all of us, uh, as humans, we all are wrestling with our own, uh, you know, things, our demons, our troubles, and uh, I think when we see someone who's just so uh, like uh, aggressively or openly accepting them and, and and flaunting them and tortured by them, we are we are turned on and attracted to that. Yeah. Wow. Do you th do you think we all wish we could do more of that? Well, this so is an interesting poetic. thing. I right. think that I have friends right now um, who uh, I have my friend Rosic actually who's going through a liver cleanse, uh, and so he's only he's 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 <laughs> giving a shout out to Rosic. Um, I've got only on a Los Angeles podcast. I've got my friend Rosic who's currently going through going a liver through cleanse. A, a specific. It's like such a specific yeah. sentence. Well, he, <laughs> yeah. he yes, and a specific, specific organ. Yeah. He's well, but he looks great. I, he's in my acting class, and he looks great, and he he uh, is allowed to have a little bit of wine, um, but he <laughs> cut out all kinds of food, and no beer, no alcohol. You know, it's yeah. like it's all it's all out, and. Um, he looks great, but he last night. Normally after class, we go and get like a beer or something right, like that right. and with the teacher. We chat, and um, he goes, "I want a beer so bad." He's like, "I just, I would love a beer," and he doesn't have a problem with alcohol, no problems. He's just like, "I miss it." And then I said to him, "I go, yeah, it's, it's, it ends up becoming the question, what life do you want to live? Right. Do you want to live yeah. a life where you have to do this, this, and this, or this, this, and this?" And 
they both, uh, you know what? You could be sober as a whistle or as drunk as a skunk. You're going to find all kinds of problems on either side of the coin because the problems exist inside of you. This is now my new podcast called <laughs> Existentialism Inside the Mind it's of like, the Human uh, Body. Jerry's, it's like Jerry Springer with the uh, Jerry's Final Thought, and he always has That's this right. poetic thing to say. You know, yeah. it's just Chris's moment. He, he well, does it every time a guest comes back from their errand. Yeah, just a little bit of insight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I just go with my gut. And that's <laughs> no, what I'm I mean, hey, no, it sounds good. It's it, that's it's it's, yeah. I I I, I think sometimes we we think that, that that we can't be creative without our darkness. Yes, that is. Oh true. yeah, no, yeah. And well, it's a balance, it certainly is helpful, know? right? But the balance, yeah. What are you willing to sacrifice? Yeah, you got to have the the both of it. Um, what I just watched that movie. Uh, Honey Boy, which is amazing. Shia LaBeouf. You, I don't know if you guys have seen it. But I haven't seen it. Uh, it's on the list. I see it. No. This isn't giving anything away. You can watch it on Amazon Prime, but Shia is, the Shia character is in therapy, and he doesn't want to get better because the darkness of his life has played such an important role in sure. who he's become and the roles he's gotten. And it was so fascinating to me to see that character hold on to that trauma as if that was the reason why he was brilliant. And right. um, I, I highly recommend the movie. It's it's a tearjerker. I was kind of, I cry in everything. Okay, fun fact yeah. about me. <laughs> yeah. I don't cry no, in I, real life. You put, I've heard, put I've me heard in a movie that one's theater. A rough one. I'm yeah. yeah, it was rough. It's uh, you know, there's a lot of daddy issues in that that come out. And sure. uh, yeah, his dad was uh, his dad wasn't the best guy. But you know, on the flip side, his dad kind of made him who he who he became. And um, I wanted to sure. ask you when and, you were gone. And, but is there? Is, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. He had a big thing he was going to say. What were you going to oh, say? I was gesturing. Well, I wanted, that's, the, that's, the, that's the thing about life, right? Like, all the, 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 balance, the balance exists. And I've seen it more recently with all my friends and in my own life than ever before. That, like, the balance exists. The, 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 great, the great joy of life exists at, at the same time they, they, as, as the great suffering and the great pain. They all, they all yeah. uh, yes. kind of take up the same space, and both are true, and both have to be acknowledged because... Yeah. Ex- exactly. He had yeah. a shitty fucking childhood, but also he wouldn't be the person he is today without it. Yeah, that, yes. that made him fight for it. And yeah, the, the yin and the yang, the shadow and the light, they all kind of come together, and they, yeah. there's not one... One isn't better than the other. They're, they make up who we are. Yeah. And... Um, I wanted to uh, ask you, well, yeah, while you were gone, I was wondering, is there anything you're currently watching right now, uh, you know, on television that you're just like, this is, this is the show, or what are you into right now? You know what, I just, what I you... just, I just recently wrapped up, and I'm, it's, I'm, I'm a little late to the finale, because the show, the show uh, finished a while ago, but I just watched the finale to the, the show Transparent. I never oh, yeah. watched that show. Um, that show is so perfect it is so important i think it should be shown in schools okay um i think i think it is talking about the the things that we should all be talking about right now and the performances on it are just out of this world top to bottom front to back i i everyone on that show i'm just in love with yeah uh, because of this this show and so if you haven't seen it i i highly recommend it. all right that's that's one for my list um what have you been watching, Rick? What have you been, what have you been getting into? Have you seen Transparent? What, what have I been watching? Uh, I just started this Netflix documentary called oh, uh, The Family. Oh, The Family. Oh, the documentary? Yeah. What, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's a. I've just started it. I haven't even finished the first episode, but it's apparently about a uh, this uh, highly Christian secretive group in DC that has a lot of influence over the uh, political elections and um, that's all I can say about it right now because I just literally just got into it but it yeah, looks right. fascinating and it's it's you know, stylistically done in a very cool way um, but yeah I just started watching uh, that right now um, well I'm watching a little to, show called the Kaminsky yeah what are you watching <laughs> buddy <laughs> just trying to get my plug in <laughs> no, plug I I've been watching. No, I watched the Kaminsky Method. It's not nearly as uh, relevant, but god damn, the acting's really good in it. Uh, is it Alan Arkin? Arkin. Arkin. Ar- yeah, I was gonna say. Oh that. yeah, yep. I was gonna say yeah, that. Alan Arkin. He's so good in it. Um, One of the greatest living actors. Yeah, hands down. and yeah. and and to watch him on this show. Um, Michael Douglas is really good. If you're looking for like a very one of the greatest actors who's passed. Kirk yes. Douglas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kirk's father. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Michael's <laughs> alive. Yeah. Am I having a stroke? <laughs> um, anyways, uh, that's all. I just wanted. Look, I wanted to throw in my two cents. Let people know I'm watching. I something. love. I love watching certain things that that make me think and that make me feel. But that my other yeah. fav- favorite type of viewing is no stakes. Yeah. Yes. All all love uh, television programming. Mm-hmm. And there's there's this uh, show that nobody I know is watching called the repair shop really and it is no. literally a group of of english craftsmen <laughs> in a small repair shop repairing antiques for people and oh. i it is a drug for me it is a is this a reality show or is yes this a, okay <laughs> it is a reality show real people bringing in real family heirlooms to be repaired by these experts and you guys it is a dopamine serotonin <laughs> love fest Dude, my what, what dad. Is it? What's go ahead? <laughs> no, you go ahead. My dad watches a show called each other. Yeah, he had watched a show called Coronation Street. He uh, he it, and Coronation Street was the most boring British soap opera yeah. about yeah. A, yeah. a family yeah. that lives on Coronation Street. It yeah. was like a soap. Yeah. But I think that there's something that happens, and I don't think it has to do with actors. I just think it happens to do with people as we get older. We get hyper-specific and in love with these very basic things. Right, that, that, that there's no there's no risk. Nope. I'm not going to be surprised. Yeah. I'm not going to be Sometimes taken for that, a though. ride. You just, yeah. you know, that's you just why need people, to coast a little bit. Yeah, it's called Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey, yeah. yes, yes. Nothing happens in that show. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Not a single thing happens in that show. I've never watched it. It's wonderful. <laughs> what are you going to say, Rick? Well, My we got- dumb thing right now, <laughs> I'm watching uh, this YouTube channel. It's called The Cart Narcs. And it's Cart a guy that has a... Narcs. Cart Narcs. He's got a GoPro strapped to his chest, and he waits in parking lots for people to leave their shopping carts like in the middle of a spot and not take them back to the corral and he comes oh up to them and he like goes excuse me where your you, car is not supposed to be <laughs> where can i see it it's on uh, you can go on youtube and just type in cart narcs n-a-r-q and uh the, the fascinating thing about the show is like the people that he calls out like it, they just explode on him and say the meanest. They just they lose their minds, and it's so. And he, what's what I love about it is he remains very calm, uh, very collected. He doesn't use language. He doesn't personally attack them. He just allows these people to flip out, and I love it. It's my that's my dopamine Got rush. <laughs> um, now, I want to go back to. We're at one oh, we hour. We did, yeah. 
but yeah, we'll go close. for another. Uh, we'll go for like another ten minutes. You just stop the car wherever and make yeah. me get out. <laughs> no, what this is how yeah. we're gonna do it. So I don't don't freak Rick out. Uh, we're gonna get close to uh, Chris's house and then we'll end it and hand it off to you. How yeah, and then work? I'll sign it off. Yeah. Well, Perfect. I want to get into. Um, I I want to get more into this is us and your process with that, um, Chris. When you, how, uh, when you initially got that character and you were building that character uh, with the pilot and then the first season, uh, how much influence do you have on Toby? Um, are you bringing your own things to the table? How receptive are the writers, or is it pretty strict? Do they know exactly what they want? I'm we, just curious to see how yeah. loose it all is. This production is different than others. It is it is far more um, collaborative than uh, I, I believe most productions. Um, the writers' room is always open to us. We're always available to ask questions or bring ideas. Um, <coughs> but what I think has happened most, because it's happened with all of our characters, is they've given us certain things, and then the writers are paying attention to what we connect with and what we deliver well. And then they write, they have started writing for us and to us. Um, so the character and the person start coming closer and closer together. Um, probably more so than, I mean, this is the closest character I've ever played to myself. Um, right. Even though there are some, you know, big So they're kind of, ad they're adapting the script, you know, <laughs> based on your personality and that's Yeah, awesome. I mean. I, do you find that, do things change a lot in the table read from the time that, you know, you do the table read to when the episode airs? Are they you know, making a lot of changes and, you know? We only did a couple of table reads in season one, and then we realized none of us had enough time for that, uh, mostly right. the, the production staff. And so we don't do table reads anymore. Um, okay. Uh, maybe once in a while, if there's a special episode, we'll do it as kind of a, a special event just for ourselves. Oh, but that's cool. uh but um, yeah, we don't. We haven't really had time uh, to to do those. Um, so yeah, the process. But Dan, you know, our, our our creator Dan Fogelman will, you know, take take time to pull us aside and let us know where storylines are going, ask us questions. Um, I, you know, I've been able to text him and the showrunners uh, Isaac and Elizabeth any time to be like, hey, in this scene, blah blah blah. So right. it's 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 really pretty pretty open, which. You know, I haven't been involved in too many shows like, or any shows like this. The Nick is the closest thing, and obviously that was so unique, it's hard to, to compare the two. But as I share these stories with other people, it, it, I, am, I am told it is a very unique experience. Yeah, well, when I auditioned for This Is Us, you know, and I, yeah, went, what into was that the, like? I went into the room, <laughs> they were very, um, they were open to me making sure I got my lines correct. And, yeah, uh, and know, did you? I got him so correct. That's right. I auditioned did. so I auditioned twice for the show, and I'm still waiting on the call. But uh, <laughs> no, hey, you know what? Yeah. They they I know for a fact that they love you because I've talked to them about it. I know. I know. Um, no. I I was I, Chris is, I was Chris is lovely. Um, they're just waiting. One of the waiting best. on that right role, and I, I think uh, I think what it, what it will be is hopefully at some point we'll meet Toby's brother. Oh, that'd be so cool! Oh my God, yeah, I would love that. Now the the crazy thing, happening. the crazy thing is, Chris is is a musician as well. It's crazy, everybody. It's insane. Uh, um, I'm uh, but uh, he was in a band back in college called Fat Toby, and yeah. I couldn't <laughs> yeah. believe that yeah. he ended up getting this character. I think you were the person who pointed it out to me. I was. I didn't even get the irony of it. The irony that he plays a heavy set gentleman named Toby, and his college band was Fat Toby. Rick. 
Do you believe that, Lizard Boy? Can you believe hey, you know this? We, uh, <laughs> we live in the Matrix, you know? Time yeah. is an illusion. So, uh, time is yeah, I believe circle. it. I believe we live in a weird, this is a weird place. It's yep. a fascinating land we live in. One of my earliest... Like this... Uh, one of my earliest memories of, of uh, Chris McCaleb, uh, Chris McCaleb, Chris Candy, uh, is going to when well, you were still in high school, and we all came over to your house, and you had a straight edge punk show in the yeah. backyard at yeah, my mom's house. At your mom's house, and so there was a group oh of like of like six or seven college students, and then maybe two dozen high school students with black X's on their hands. Yeah. Uh, uh, listening to live punk bands yeah, in the backyard. That Wait a, a minute. Hold the phone. Chris, you were a straight edge guy? Yeah, I was straight edge. <laughs> oh, my God. This makes so much sense. No, it wow. doesn't. It doesn't make any wait, sense. Wait, wait. Why does it make sense, Rick? <laughs> I don't know because know, I've known Chris for 10 years. I could, just, I could see you being a straight edge guy in high school. Yeah. Well, it makes sense to me. It, it clicks. Was, it was a. Uh, I was so into music in high school, and then it. If 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 you want to actually be really rebellious when you're in high school and like counter, yeah. you don't yeah, party. Edge. Right. You don't right. party, yeah. and that's be, actually the no, cooler thing. To, to be do. honest, I I know I knew e a lot of straight edge kids. They even were then, even then, I was like, first of all, I've always admired you, but I was like, oh, this this fucking kid is cool as shit. Ah, oh, thank a you. A high school kid <laughs> who's like. Punk rock, straight edge. Yeah, I was. Uh, I had a great admiration for you and your your social circle. Thank you so much. Yes. Well, it, it's changed since then, as Rick and I have spent many yeah. a night. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I now go to bar. Crooked Edge. No, I remember the first. We Rick and I did this one improv show together because Rick and I were on an improv team for a while, and um, we went to a drug positive improv show where they said, "Oh my this God, bar." Oh yeah. Remember that we used to play the show and yeah. amazing. And Bart, oh, you it, came to it, one it of the shows. It was encouraged to be high. He's no, he would give each yes. team. He'd say, "You guys are on pot. You guys are on. You guys uh, are on ecstasy. ecstasy. You're on and mushrooms." Then, and so then you watched the show, and it was terrible. And you, but you did yeah. the drugs. Yeah, we smoked pot, and then yeah, we went amazing. to the show. We smoked and, pot. And I remember uh, we went to the show, and it was so bad. Is that not true, yeah. Rick? Well, was that? It pot pot is like not the, the right kind of drug to do improv because you're so no. in your head. I remember like the people on ecstasy were very funny, and the people who were drunk were probably the funniest. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. pot was uh, yeah. The psychedelic people were not; they were too introspective, and yeah, yeah it was um, it was really weird. Um, Chris, before we let you go, have you always wanted to do this acting thing? Uh, can you remember a moment in your life where you're like, "This is for me. This is what I want to do," or is it just you know? Yeah, I mean, what's your Early on in high school, I, I once I realized that you could also go into college and do this, I keep going a um, and 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 do this as a, as a form of study. I mm -hmm. I knew it was for me. I didn't know why. I didn't know. I hadn't quite figured out, you know, what um, what what my purpose was behind the the acting or the music or whatever the creative outlet was. But I knew that it made me feel good, and I knew that it connected me to people, and I knew that it, that collaborating creatively with other people um, was the happiest I had ever been. And so I wanted to do it for as long as possible. Um, mm. And so I have. That's beautiful. Was there a moment where someone told you, like, you would make a good actor, or, you know, the, or a performance you saw 
in a film or TV where you're like, I like, I connect with this? Or was it just always naturally coming to you? I mean, I grew up watching Tom Hanks and yeah. still pretty much want to be Tom Hanks. Um, I, I know that that was, that was always, um, he was a formative uh, person. Uh, you can go here if you want. If not, oh, I'll keep go, driving. I'll go a little bit. Yeah, no, we'll, great. We'll, yeah. Um, uh, but I, th- you know, I, it's I don't know. It's hard. I I felt. I actually, it's a, it's a it's hard thing to to kind of quantify. But I was living yeah. in Chicago and I was walking down Halstead Street on my way to I O to my improv class. And it was a Sunday morning improv class, so the streets of Chicago are empty. Everyone is curled up in the fetal position indoors. Um, And it was kind of rainy, and I was walking down the street. And I'm not, I don't know what happened. Literally, literally the clouds parted. And you know when you can see the rays of sunshine coming through? Right. And I had just had this kind of amazing moment of gratitude to be going to this improv class and doing something that I loved. And I was able to pay my rent while uh, by being an actor and i just had a comfort come over me that i was doing the right thing i was on the right path and this is what i was going to do for the rest of my life and so it was it was kind of yeah it was a really interesting moment of uh being alone with myself and and yeah and the city of chicago that's cool that birthed us as uh creatives um, the home of improv. That's right. Um, so, so wait, real quick, you you went to sh- you were in Chicago. Did you go there after Loyola? And spend yeah. Some time? Well, w- that okay. defending the caveman show, I toured I toured around a bunch, and then I en- I ended in Chicago doing like a fourteen month run of the show at a at a smaller wow. theater there, which is where Chris saw it. Um, That's right. And and then after that show was done, I was like, I'm staying here in Chicago. I love Chicago. And then I did six years yeah. of theater there, and 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 loved every minute of it. If you're a young creative person and you're listening, Chicago is the town. It has every kind mm. of creative outlet you could possibly want, and it's an affordable place to live, uh, full mm. of young creative people. So yeah, that's my there opinion. There you go. It's a beautiful and place. Deep dish pizza. That's right. Cake pizza. They got the big old cake pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Rick, uh, let's do a quick rapid fire uh, round. Yeah, rapid uh, fire. Rapid fire. Yeah, we do do a quick rapid fire, fire. and then I'll let you. And then I'll let you close it out. Um, All right. right. Uh, uh, Okay, Chris. Here we go. Uh, (laughs) This is dumb. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Swamp or bayou? Bayou. Uh, Cactus or pine tree? Pine tree. Um, uh, surfboard or skateboard? Uh, skateboard. Uh, Nintendo or uh, Sega Genesis? Nintendo. Okay, God, I've got to get better at this. <laughs> Quinoa or rice? Oh, boo, Chris. Pull the car over. <laughs> pull, pull over. <laughs> well, anyways, Rick, I'll let you handle the rest of the podcast. And pull over. <laughs> pull over. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, here. Uh, thin crust or deep dish? Thin crust. Really? Chicago. Yeah. Oh, Los Angeles or New York? Oh. Uh, Los Angeles. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. Wait. Yeah. Uh, Tesla or Prius? Uh, Subaru. Now we're talking. Okay. Now you speak my language. Subaru. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. This is one big Subaru right. ad. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, uh, thank you so much, Chris, for being yes on this sir. with us. Uh, thank you. Yeah, we really, really appreciate it, man. That was fascinating. I wish we had more time. I always say that, but I really it's do. It's been a nice ride. Um, yeah, can't wait to uh, see the close out of season four and catch you on season five and all the other fun stuff that you got planned in the pipeline thank you uh, sir you're just you're one of my favorites so you make me cry every time thank you so much and uh chris i will see you tonight in the vortex i'll see you tonight in the vortex rick oh, uh, right, i'll wrap this impending. one up let's rock it out all right thanks rick take care bud take care guys see you later all right bye-bye bye-bye uh that was a uh lovely podcast always lovely i gotta get i gotta tell you i gotta read a thesaurus i'm really bad with words sometimes um chris sullivan you can you know who he is he's one of our biggest i would say he's the biggest guest we've had uh most recognizable guest we've had and uh so funny how chris candy and him know each other uh through the family connection i really wish i could see that uh you know that play that he did but you know he's moved on to bigger and better things and uh, this is us, one of the best shows, uh, a real tearjerker. Didn't want to believe it, but uh, got me hooked. You know, uh, didn't seem like my type of show at first, but I got to say the performances on that show and the writing are just so sharp. And uh, Chris is a great character on there. Got a bunch of road work going on next to my place right now, and yeah, he's got a bunch of cool projects that are in the uh, in the pipeline that are coming up. And uh, you gotta check them out. Check them out uh, on your on your TV. Oh, my garage door is clickers working. Um, oop! I just said um. Anyway, you know where to get this podcast: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and of course on YouTube, where you can watch our beautiful faces. This was a great one, guys. I hope you all enjoy your week and catch us every Monday on Bumper to Bumper. And this is your one and only Lizard Boy. Signing out. Au revoir.